Celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, Central Coast, I know I'd be a liar. Hey! Hey, there we go. Come on, Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. I like how you fit it in there, Greg. Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try to set the night on fire. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Yes, good morning, and welcome in to International Women's Day. I know we're celebrating History Month with women in the month of March, but today is International Women's Day, and we have to celebrate some women that have done it in rock and roll. And I guess I started with Aretha Franklin because I think she was the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. So, Mm. kudos. Really? It took it took us to 1987 to get a woman in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was all I mean, men until night through 1986. It was all men, and then she's deserve it. She's definitely deserve it, right? And then she opens the door for the Supremes. Uh, boy, some people I don't even know their names. I know I know Carol King's name, Tina Turner's name, uh, Etta James, but Bessie Smith, Ma Rainey, Zola Tyre, uh, Laverne Baker. Okay, if you just okay. that name yeah. that 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 list of names that you just named off are those all women in the Rock and Roll Hall of yes, Fame? Yes, they are, including Pat G- Benatar deserves to be in that. Yes, she does, and she's already been overlooked once. Um, and Stevie Nicks is in there too. She went in in two thousand and nineteen. Can we just get? Can we get Pat in oh, by no, herself? Sorry, she went in twice. Two thousand nineteen was the second time Stevie Nicks went in. Right, because of Fleetwood Mac. Um, can we just get Pat in? Does Does Neil have to go in with her? Yeah, see, that's like, the problem. That's what's been holding Pat back is Neil Geraldo. Because they're like, well, I, I got a ticket for one of you, but well, you know, t- the economy is it's tough. Coronavirus, everything. we can't afford to get both of you here. And she's like, well, you don't understand. I can't do anything without Neil. Because even when I go to concerts, I have to say Pat Benatar and Neil Geraldo. It is in my hopes and wishes that I um, had a... Um, I really a prank phone call game and a solid Rolodex so I could call Pat Benatar as a representative of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. But I don't have that. I don't have the A game when it comes to prank phone calls. It would be nice to say, hey, uh, we got a spot for you. But the problem is Neil. Um, so you have to choose between Neil and us. Your husband, the guy that wrote <laughs> most of all of her songs, right? Music. I mean, he deserves to be there. Yes, he may not be, you know, the one singing Does the he? songs, but he Does wrote he? a lot of it. From what I understand, he wrote. Well, most he deserves of it, so. to go and support his wife, but I, I don't know. I argue that. <laughs> but can't she you go in as a, as a writer, she a, producer? She does a lot of the heavy lifting. I think. Uh, I think she does. Let's see here. This year, Carly Simon, Kate Bush, Dionne Warwick, Dolly Parton. A lot of people have issues with Dolly Parton going in, but. You know, I don't know. I just it should just be called the Music Hall of Fame and not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because there's oh absolutely nothing about Dolly Parton yeah. that says rock and roll. But she should be recognized for her talents, right? I'm sure she's in the Country Hall of Fame, though, right? Country uh, Music yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, mean, she's, I think the Grand Old Opry is the equivalent or something like that. And I'm sure she's a member of the Grand Old Opry, like probably one of the first members. 
if nothing else, you know. Yeah, so, anyways, oh, by the way, you want to hear some uh, some motivational? This is uh, Stevie Nicks from when she was inducted. It's not hard for me to go and play for you, but it's very hard for me to try to tell you how I thank you for this being the first girl in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Sometimes I just can tell great stories, but for me to tell you a story from my heart about what this means to me is very hard because this has never happened to me before. And I'm hoping that since it's never happened to me, and now only once, 22 men in for zero women, and now one woman, that what I am doing is opening up the door for other women to go like, hey, man, I can do it. Okay, I can do it. I guess that's it, so. <clears throat> there you go so today we will be featuring not necessarily women that have won uh maybe but also just women that rock all right oh all right. this is gonna be a women women in rock day can we play the donnas then yes we can play the I donnas take it off is a great song i love take it off so we'll play the donnas coming up uh today we'll play yes. we'll play other stuff as well if yes. you don't know who the donnas are hole here we, we go yeah this is this is the donnas not in the fa- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we're going to celebrate some women in rock today. And yeah, celebrity skin. I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, God, Hole's great. Hole is great. And then people are probably screaming at their radio. Heart, heart. Yeah, we know heart. We know heart. We'll play heart. We'll play it all. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. I was reading a study today that said that 32% of people said they would not buy a house if they found out someone was murdered in it. I'm pretty sure I'm 100% no. I mean, this would have to be like my dream house, and I really wanted it. And I really didn't think we could afford it. And it had everything I wanted, like a shop, and it had land. Maybe it was on a pond, had a view, lots of trees. Um, my wife loved it. And then That's found the out it that could somebody, be the house. yeah, somebody was, was, there was a mob hit taking place there, and they killed 13 people inside this house. And the blood stains are, no. But uh, <laughs> you looked at a house once that somebody died in, not murdered, but they had died. Yeah, and we had to, it's it was weird because I would rather all, not know. I would don't want to know. I don't know where it came from. You know, I don't believe in this kind of ghost stuff that y'all speak of. Um, but uh, I asked the agent. I was like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> we ended up making an offer on the house, so it was kind of strange." Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let's just take a step back. So you went to look, the uh, the agent said, "Hey, got a house for you to look at. Me to yeah. be there." So you went and looked at the house. You didn't know anything about anybody dying in the house at this point. Or did you? Did they tell no. you ahead of time? No, no. no. So you're we walking around the house, and what, you get an inclination? It was weird because, so a lot of the furnishings, like, you know, if you, like, you could go to your parents' house and probably find this, or not you so much because your parents just recently bought a house, but a lot of people our age, like, when you get older, you don't want to move from the house and things get outdated, but you don't replace the things that are outdated because you're used to them and you like the way that they work because you're used to the way that they work. So you, as long as it's working, you're not going to... Do you still have that old red chair? Yeah, I do. I still still have the red (laughs) chair. I'm sorry, that's what I'm thinking about. I did put it out for a garage sale recently. Um, and then, uh, it didn't sell and I was very happy and I took it back inside and I was like, nope. Cause your, your wife wants to get rid of it. 
Yeah, she wants to get rid of it. That was it, one of your is, first pieces of furniture, wasn't it? That you there was some cracking on it. We bought it yeah. at a church rummage sale, and it was like 15 bucks. and it's the most comfortable chair in the world. And I don't want to get rid of it. Uh, it's it's vintage. I so you're walking vintage. around this house, and what, you're noticing old furniture and you, that, that, that makes it you was think more, somebody there died was, there? There was this weird, I forget what it was. It was a weird appliance that would have only been around like in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Um. And it was a weird attachment to the sink for some kind of water thing. And it was off to the side like like it was an add-on. And I think maybe it was a sprayer, like, you know, the sprayer, okay, the, sure. the handle sprayer. But it had like a box attached to it. So you like tapped it into the line through the box and maybe the box gave it some pressure. I don't know. I didn't try it out, but it looked like something that would have only been there in the 70s or 80s. And then I think that tipped me off to the cold feeling in the house and I... Asked the agent, I was like, by the way, did somebody die in the house? And she's like, I don't know. Let me ask the listing agent. So she called the listing agent, and they're like, yeah, the person died in the house. You're a ghost hunter, dude. You didn't even know it. You have the ability. Not everybody has it. But it was because the old appliance that tipped me off. Yeah, it wasn't I don't know. I was had... it, though? Maybe the ghost pushed you in that direction. It was cold. I'm being serious, by the way. I think there's people out there that have these abilities to feel things. They're more tuned into things. That's all. You're just, you don't even realize it, but you're just, you're just more of an aware person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Without sounding weird that. or anything, I just feel like, like, for example, back in the, sometimes, do you ever feel like somebody's watching you? Have you ever had that feeling? No. That somebody's like looking at you and you turn around and there's somebody looking at you? No. Well, this is something that we lost over time because when we lived in the in the wilderness and things were trying to kill us, we had this ability to get that creepy feeling when something was staring us down. People talk about it all the time. Have you ever heard people talk about this before? Where they feel like somebody's watching them, they turn around, they see them? Some people are just tuned into that stuff more. Murdered in the house. Murdered. Not died. Murdered. Yeah, that's I, different. I, I, I mean, Maybe. I don't really want to be in a house. I don't want to know. That's the so that basically tells me that 32% of people believe in ghosts because that's that's going to be your number one opposition to buying a house that had somebody murdered in it is the fact that there could be the ghost of the person still around, right? Yeah, I would, um, when we lived in Aurora Grande, the house was three years old. It was built behind a house that had been there since the 50s. And it was just a lot. And, you know, they're doing this everywhere in California now. You got enough room in the backyard, you can build another house. So we lived in this house, and it was a brand new house pretty much. It was three years old. But my dog would sit there, and you, you would been to my house where the stairs come up. He'd be sitting there in the living room. We'd be on the couch, and Charlene would be on a chair over there. And then all of a sudden, he would, he, he would just go, huh? He'd make a noise, and he'd look at the stairs. He'd turn his head around, and he would watch like somebody was walking up the stairs, past him, around him, into the kitchen. And his head would turn the whole way. That still gives me goosebumps. And he used to always bark in the corner of our upstairs bathroom. Yeah, Ugh. that's a little, a little He would just weird. look at the wall and bark at it. Now maybe he's got head trauma because he, you know, chases balls and runs into walls with his head. But it's just weird. Have weird I ever told stuff. you the story of Dupty? Oh, I want to hear about Dupty. Dupty was my daughter's imaginary friend, which we found out maybe wasn't so imaginary. <laughs> Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Jeff, Jeremy here and Dupty. Uh, was Dupty, did this happen at your house that you lived at in San Luis Obispo? 
Yeah, so we built we lived in a house that was built in the thirties. Um it was a like you you took a tour of San Luis Obispo and you found that there was like oh, a yeah. pretty dark dark side to San Luis Obispo. I mean it was around Halloween, but they do a walking tour and I think it's year round. And they'll really give you the history. Now they were they were taking us we started at the mission and that's cause that's really where the lifeblood of the town, you know, grew from. And uh, there's all these different stories, yeah, about hangings and all this other stuff. There was a big tree. I'm guessing it was an oak tree that's uh, on the south side of the mission. It's not there anymore. It's now a street. But, yeah, we heard about all kinds of crazy stories and walked around. And Chinatown and the whorehouse that used to be up there by where the uh, Slow Rep Theater is. Mm-hmm. It used to be a whorehouse. Um <laughs> the repertory theater is? yes yeah that's was a whorehouse there yeah and the parking garage across the street was a hotel and so i'm guessing that the building that used to be a whorehouse is no longer there is there a better name i feel like it's a little early to be dropped brothel brothel yeah there you go it was a brothel it's funny we were looking at um a house in san luis kind of in that area and um and we ap- actually happened to know the across the like kitty corner neighbor and she came out but i didn't have I had no idea that she lived there she's like oh you're looking at that house and uh, i'm like yeah and she's like she said she goes um it's interesting that house used to be um a brothel uh back you know uh, back in the early 1900s it's <laughs> like that's good to know i guess <laughs> because well, hey, man, at least your ghost might be naked and horny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be better than, you know, a scary ghost. Maybe Amazing what a fresh coat of paint does, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There could be worse things to be haunted. Yeah, uh, so it has a dark, dark, uh, you know, thing to it. And uh, we lived in a house that was built in the 30s. It was a craftsman-style house. It was small. Um, it was drafty. It was always cold, um, but it had charm. It had nice hardwood floors, original hardwood floors. <laughs> and my daughter, um, she would always, like, one of the first words she learned how to say, even though it's not a word, it was called dupty. It, it was like dupty, 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 everybody dupty. She sang a song. How old is she? Like uh, one? Yeah, one. She started learning before she, she started talking before she was walking. So, yeah, before one and... um and then after one, all the way up until she was two, and then she just stopped kind of talking about Where did this anymore. word Dupty come from? That's the way we ask her. And oh, one you time didn't? We, okay. She, she, one time I was like, what does Dupty mean? And she was, you know, able to comprehend what I was saying. And she's like, Dupty, he's over there. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, Dupty, right there in that corner. That's yeah. his name. And she's I like, was like, she's pointing. Yeah. And, was, and, and she's like, he always stands right there. <laughs> I was like, who's Dupty? And she said, that's my friend. Now, because things get phased out of your memory when you're a kid, she no longer remembers. Oh. I've asked her, I've asked her, you know, pretty soon after that. And then it was like it was like the minute that she let the cat out of the bag, the powers of Dupty disappeared magically. Like Dupty stopped coming around. Uh, he knew that you know she was wow. going to forget about him or whatever. It was a very odd thing. And you know me, I don't believe in ghosts. So you didn't have somebody come over to channel Dupty? No. 
and the yeah. house has since been torn down. So Dupty is, is probably um, haunting the people that uh, built the new yeah. big uh, atrocity that is on that land. Oh, it's a bit. Yeah, I did drive by it when they were building it. It looked pretty big. Oh, God. Ridiculous. I don't know. You got to pay for the land in San Luis Obispo. You better have yeah, might as well to make the most of it. Yeah. But I mean, it's Use it like, ugh. Wow, Depty. Doesn't fit anything in the, so, in the neighborhood. You, when's the last time you asked her about Depty? I, I ask her Sometimes. sporadically, you know, every once in a while. I'll be like, hey, do you remember Depty? She's like, nope. I don't know. What is Depty? You know, <laughs> I ask her about once a year. Nothing. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. So maybe Dupty was a go. I mean, if there was a ghost in any house that I've ever been in, it would have been that house. I still don't believe in ghosts. I'm really so I jealous. A, I wish I had a, a ghost story. A wild, a wild imagination of a of a, of a child. You yeah. know, I think that's what I chalk it up to. When my grandpa died, uh, my mom and her brothers, and even my brother's wife, they all had these experiences where they thought they saw him or felt him or whatever, and they had somebody come. And I, you know, I was a kid, but. I think I was 12, so I don't know exactly what happened. But they all sat around in a circle, lit a can. We had to burn a candle for seven days. And the craziest thing that happened was, you know, with these candles, right? Like, remember that van you bought? It had a picture of one of those candles in it. It's one of those Jesus candles, and it sits, it's really long, and you can burn it for seven days, apparently. It's a mm-hmm. tall, skinny candle in glass. Yeah, I, I know my, what you're talking and, about. Okay, so my mom said, we have to burn this guy. She told me and my brother, because we couldn't blow it out, she was in a bathtub in our bathroom upstairs she goes don't don't go near that candle it's got to burn for seven days she goes and i go why does it have to burn for seven days she goes well because it's going to help free your grandpa's spirit and i know i'm 12 at the time I'm like, oh man we got grandpas in the house that's cool because <laughs> i love my grandpa and so you know i'm looking around, i'm like trying to get grandpa to blink the lights and nothing ever happened but on the seventh day that candle still had a quarter bit of wax left into it that it had not burned down and on the seventh day that morning i went in the bathroom to brush my teeth candle was out hmm. nobody went in there i asked my mom i said you get up and then, oh she goes yep that's the sign he's gone that's my only ghost story it that's sucks so weird. it's not a very good ghost story but it did go out on the set they said it's got to burn for seven days and on the seventh day it was autumn it was already out Dupty. It's so funny. The real estate agent that was telling us about, you know, so she bought her house that she lives in. She bought it from somebody that died in it previously. And she did the thing where, um, like a pastor or somebody, I don't know, uh, somebody of, that's, that's qualified to do this kind of stuff brought sage over and start burning sh- sage in the house and was like, oh, Oh, yeah, they did the that, house. yeah. And uh, I saw that. You did that? You really did that, huh? She's like, yeah, you got to do that to clear the spirits. Yeah, she <laughs> probably like, watches that uh, that woman, the blonde hair, the big-haired woman that, that can talk to the spirits. She's always saging everything. Uh, Teresa Caputo. What is her name? Teresa, Teresa Caputo or Caputo, something like yeah, that? Caputo, yeah, Caputo. Caputo. She's Italian, I think. Anyways, I know we got people calling in. Listen, 805-543-3693. I'm sure there's got to be a good ghost story out there. We'll listen to it. Yeah. Jeff and Jeremy here with Dumbass of the Day, brought to you by California Diesel and RV. They're in Oceano. They work on diesel, diesel engines, diesel trucks, RVs, fleet vehicles. These are the people you want to call if you want to have somebody that can take care of your problem that you can trust. Because we all know sometimes when we get involved with something like a diesel engine, maybe you don't know everything about a diesel engine. 
You want to find somebody who does and somebody who's going to take good care of you. That's what they do over there at California Diesel and RV. You can follow the links at KZOZ.com or stop by and see them in Oceano. How pathetic can some people be? People always assume I'm a bleeding heart liberal. What? I'm conservative on almost all the key issues. I hate the poor. I've said that forever. We need help. Yeah, we've heard. (laughs) And some of you know I have a charity, but I did that for tax purposes. (laughs) If you're not familiar with it, it's called Fabrizing the Homeless. No, it's not what some of you think. What I do, I go around and I Febreze homeless people. Is that what you thought it was? Well, this isn't a game show. It's nice. Who would you give a dollar to? The guy that smells like liquid garbage or Ocean Breeze? It's a no-brainer. You're going to make it rain on number two. Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOZ. I don't know if you caught the news last night. This came out of Fresno. This was a pretty good story. Um, Cop um, came up on somebody that was homeless that he knew had drugs. Stopped to talk to the lady. Ended up making a deal with her. Said, give me the drugs. Let you go. We don't have to talk about this anymore. And you're thinking, why would he want the drugs? Does he, does he sell the drugs? <laughs> Dirty cop. He's, why? He, he's, it's meth and fentanyl. I mean, it's, it's not nothing you want to mess with. It's not designer. It's not the Beverly Hills type of drugs. It's not getting the right, uh, right, right. people to come up to uh, Fresno. And you would think being a cop for 19 years, if you were going to be stealing people's drugs and doing them, you would be a little bit better at it. Yeah, you want that pension, you know? I mean, come on. Right. Uh, this officer, not so much. Officer Donnie Donnell. Donnell is charged with robbery, illegal possession of meth, and DUI. The investigation started with a one-car collision in a parking lot, and Donnell has not been back to work since. A 911 came into our dispatch center and said that a police car was driving erratically in the parking lot. The police car was described as running over curbs and striking a tree. Blood testing at the hospital showed he had meth and fentanyl in his system. A toxicologist told police Donnell had ingested way too much fentanyl for it to be anything other than intentional use. (laughs) So he told everybody, he goes, oh, well, I just confiscated the drugs and they must have got in my system that way. No, you were smoking the heck out of them, dude. And then you drove, you couldn't even keep your car straight in a parking lot and you, uh, you, you crashed into a tree. This is how bad the fentanyl addiction is in the United States that even police officers are doing. I mean, but police officers are under a lot of stress. I can understand some drugs. <laughs> I mean, to, to I know that was off. the thing on the State of the Union. He was talking about the opioid em- pandemic. Or em- I'm sorry, that's not the right word. Opi- opioid problem in this country, and really, it's a fentanyl problem. Fentanyl cases are nuts. Like uh, all you had to do is watch one episode of Live PD, and you figured that out. They're Narcanning everybody out there. They had to Narcan this guy to get him back. It's too bad that um, this happened. Like this guy worked in Fresno for his sake because he'd be in Los Angeles. If he was lo- working in Los Angeles, they would have just sent out a social worker to him um, when he got in the accident, and then they would have, you know, like talked to him a little bit about it, and maybe he would have, you know, changed his mind on the drug addiction front, you know. Yeah, this this isn't the first time it's happened. Where was that social worker five years ago when he got another accident and his wife found meth in his pocket? Nice. She told another police officer about it. 
and they tried to get him help. It wasn't a social worker, though. Ah, the social worker would have figured it out, though. <laughs> oh. I love that that's the plan now. I feel bad because this uh, guy... We'll um, send a social worker out to you. Here's the thing. Do you just get... Do you do meth one time and then you're hooked on it? Is that how it works? It sounds like that. Know. To some layman I, like me, I think that's the case. I don't know. I don't want to find out. Me either. Dr. Donnie. Doctor. What am I talking about? Maybe that's the next... Druggy Donnie. Huh? Loser, loser has to do meth. Oh, the next bet that we make. <laughs> it's a good thing I live a thousand miles away. <laughs> Congratulations, Donnie Donnell. Former officer of the Fresno Police Department, you are Jeff and Jeremy. Dumbass of the day. It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.